0: It's time to talk sports. It's Hacksaw's Headlines, a panorama of the world of sports, stories, comments, and opinions. Here's iconic sports talk show host Lee Hacksaw Hamilton and co host John Riley. It's a Thursday. Good afternoon, everyone. It's time to talk NFL football, the beginning of the National Football League season. It is upon us with Thursday night football and a big weekend of games to follow. This is Lee Hacksaw Hamilton along with my co host uh, John Riley. No <laughs> right. doubt, no doubt. That we've been enthralled by the baseball pennant races in each of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. But today we start another season in the National Football League, and everybody I know is of the opinion we cannot wait.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be a great season. There's the, the marquee matchups week one look awesome. Uh, so I, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go.
0: Okay, we got the Buffalo Bills and the LA Rams, the Thursday night opener in Los Angeles. We're gonna be talking about the Marquee games right at the end of our podcast. But John, let's get started and go division by division talk to the fans about what we think might happen in each of these divisions where do you want to start
1: well, I mean, let, let's start with the AFC East. I mean, it's kind of like when I look at the, the stats in the newspaper, it seems like that's always the first division. And, you know, the, the world has changed, it seems like, in the NFC East. We went for years and years with the Patriots dominating that division. But now there's a change of guard there. I mean, there's a new team that's really leading the
0: pack there. Top teams in the AFC East, it used to be Tom Brady and New England year by year. It's no longer that The guy on the street corner is the Buffalo Bills. And that guy, that quarterback, Josh Allen. You know, you have to go through a learning curve, John, with a team. You learn to be good. You learn to win tough games. You learn to win playoff games. Buffalo's still got some business to finish because Mm. they got robbed, got shortchanged at the end last year in the very controversial finish in the playoff game with the Kansas City Chiefs. But Josh Allen has got all the firepower around him, including now – second- and third-year running backs to complement the wide receivers. They've got a tremendous young defense that Sean McDermott has drafted and built around. I don't see anybody chasing down the Buffalo Bills because I think Josh Allen has arrived and has proved himself. I think they have learned how to win when it counts, and that's in the postseason. Now they're ready to take the next step forward. Second place in the division chasing the Buffalo Bills will be Miami. I'm not sure what to think about Tua Viola. The starting quarterback. Is he a quarterback that manages games or is he a quarterback going to win games Mm. in Miami? Now, they've surrounded him with a lot of firepower. They got Tyreek Hill in the trade from Kansas City. Uh, You got Jalen Waddell, a second year guy, was hurt last year. He's a gifted, gifted player. They've got a really good young defense, they've got a very aggressive personality. The question is, is Tua going to be able to win the critical games, notably in Buffalo and in Foxborough, Mm -hmm. to make Miami a player in the AFC East? I got Miami finishing second. New England's not what New England was. The Tom Brady era, the six rings, and all that greatness, that's history. Do have a good young quarterback in Mac Jones. Don't know that they've got enough skilled people around him. We know that the Patriots will play hard defense for Belichick, but Belichick's staff is really in question. He's got two defensive guys running his offense. in Matt Patricia, former coordinator who failed as a head coach Mm. with Detroit, and Joe Judge, former linebacker coach and defensive coordinator who failed as head coach with the Giants. They both came back to Foxborough to be on Belichick's staff and he has turned over this offense kind of in rebuild mode to two defensive guys everybody in Boston that's covered the Patriots in camp just thinks this is a strange strange fit so as we sit here I got New England finishing third I think Mac Jones is a competitive good young quarterback had the great first two-thirds of last season but really tailed off at the end but they had a lot of injuries too But I don't think they've helped themselves a great deal in the draft. And the last place team is going to be last year's last place team, the New York Jets. Robert Saleh, the head coach, is going through an enormous challenge. Uh, You know, the big issue there, he lost his quarterback and he's lost his star left tackle. He's had a lot of injuries in camp. Their secondary was ravaged by free agent defections. So I just don't know that the Jets have enough. Joe Flacco at age 37. Joe Flacco. Who is stuck in the pocket because he's not mobile at all. He's going to quarterback him through probably the first five to seven weeks until Zach Wilson comes back, Mm -hmm. and then Wilson will be out there running for his life. So I got Buffalo 1, Miami maybe a close 2. New England a distant third, and the Jets holding up the rear. What's your response? I mean, I,
1: I, I really like Josh Allen as a quarterback. You know, we, I watched him play when he was at Wyoming going up against the Aztecs, and he had all that potential, but he wasn't accurate passing in Laramie. Now he's the real deal In fact I saw a report on the internet That Stefan Diggs was on The Pat McAfee show And had said he had called out Josh Allen As the number one quarterback in the league So this team's loaded I think they're going to have a great run this year Okay next division what do you want to pick Well I mean we got (laughs) We're going right down the line in the AFC The Central The Central is an amazing division Um, Joe Burrow leading the team there I mean this team is really set up nicely
0: for the future AFC North, let's zero in there. The question is, was last year in Cincinnati a fluke? (laughs) That's the big issue. I don't think it was a fluke. It was just a case of Burrow in a second year getting better as a quarterback Finally, got healthy after the significant knee injury as a rookie, mm. and he, now they've added three offensive linemen in the draft and in free agency to fix what was the weak link in that mm-hmm. team. And Burrow took a he took a bad beating as a rookie. He took a a pounding in his second year, and yet he did very well. But they got every ingredient you want. This kid, Jamar Chase from LSU, he had 1,300 yards receiving last year. And they got a veteran running back in Joe Mixon, although I think they're going to be a throw-first offense. I think Cincinnati's for real. They got a lot of young guns on the defense that they've drafted. Uh, They solved the contract issue with their top safety, Jesse Bates, who's going to come back and play on the franchise tag. So I I believe that they are for real. I don't think it was a one-hit wonder in Cincinnati. Now, Baltimore. They got Lamar Jackson. They're finally healthy at running back. They lost all their running backs in training camp last year, and then they lost offensive linemen. Mm. on top of it. Well, everybody who was hurt last year, including their star left tackle, Ronnie Stanley is back. And all those running backs are back. And Lamar is back. And he continues to grow as, as a quarterback. They've, I think they've got enough wide receivers to, to complement the greatness of that quarterback who throws it, who runs it, makes things happen. And, all we need to do is review history. Uh, John Harbaugh builds defenses, and mm-hmm. they they make a lot of moves. They move young players in, they move older players out. They seem to have a sense when it's time to move on. He's got great linebacking. He's got great great help in the secondary. Baltimore is vintage Baltimore, and now that everybody's healthy, I, I think they're going to be a close second place team uh, to the Bengals. In Cleveland, they got Miles Garrett. They got Jadavian Clowney. They may have the best collection. Of young DBs, corners, and safeties in a league. But offensively, there is no Deshaun Watson. And granted, they got two running backs, and Nick Chubb is pretty good, and Kareem Hunt is pretty good as a 1A guy. Uh, they got some wide receivers, not as many as you'd like, but they don't have Deshaun Watson. That means Jacoby Brissett has to carry it for 11 weeks. And he's adequate at best. I, I think that they're going to be really short on firepower offensively. Cleveland's going to have to lean on that defense, and I think it's, it's tough on Kevin Stefanski as the head coach. I got Cleveland third. Pittsburgh, it's different. Different time. Life after Ben Roethlisberger now officially begins. Uh, all three of their quarterbacks had really competitive camps and did pretty well. I'm talking about Mitch Trubisky and then obviously Mason Rudolph and then the rookie out of the University of Pittsburgh, Ken Pickett. But here's the big issue. Trubisky's been with a couple of teams already. He's been a starter in Buffalo and Chicago and failed. So do you think going to Pittsburgh is going to make a difference? I'm not sure. Uh, I will say this, though, Mason Rudolph, you know, he's a third or fourth year guy at Oklahoma State, and he was adequate. He was pretty representative when he had to replace Roethlisberger when Ben went down. Uh, he's competitive, he can manage games. I don't know that he's going to throw for 350 and things like that. And in terms of picket, I know the popular thing right now in downtown Pittsburgh is play that kid. Well, <laughs> the, <laughs> that kid did okay in preseason. But that was against free agents and guys about to be released. Mm-hmm. tell you, opening day, NFL... That's a whole different ball of wax for a rookie quarterback. Uh, Pickett may play somewhere during the course of the season, but it's weird for me to say Pittsburgh Steelers, last place Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in his history in Pittsburgh and they've rebuilt that thing a couple of different times. But so you got uncertainty at quarterback. They do have a heavy-duty running back in Najee Harris. Obviously got some pretty good young wide receivers. I think they've got one of the worst offensive lines in football. Mm. And I don't know if they're going to be able to protect whomever the starting quarterback is. Trubisky will start. And if there's problems there, then Mason Rudolph will be the backer. So I got the Bengals for real. I got Baltimore chasing them. I got Cleveland... A distant third. Browns might be a 500 football team. I got Pittsburgh holding up the rear. And John Raleigh
1: says. (laughs) And my take on this is I'm I'm rooting for the Bengals. I mean, not just because they're the front runner and they've got Burrow, but... I mean, look at that division. I mean, Pittsburgh has won how many World? I'm uh, not World Super Bowls. I mean, it's what like they've got at least five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Baltimore's got a couple of them, I believe. Um, now, granted, Cleveland hasn't had any Super Bowls, but they've won NFL championships. What have the Bengals won? I mean, they've been in the Super Bowl twice in the '80s. They, they this, they're like a team that. They they deserve their turn. And now they finally got a marquee quarterback.
0: So, hey, why not the Bengals? Yeah, I think the Bengals have indeed arrived. Let's go to the next division, which I think is the strangest division in the AFC. Okay, so we're going to
1: talk a little bit about the AFC South, and and it is strange. I mean, the the, the teams, what's going on? I mean, like the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, we've got Matt Ryan um, on the uh, you know on the team. He's been in the league it seems like forever, foreverly.
0: Tell you what, I think things change because of injuries, and this division has changed. Uh, Matt Ryan, whom you just talked about correctly, goes from Atlanta to Indianapolis in a significant trade, and he's got two years left on his contract. He did great things with the Atlanta Falcons, including dragging them to a Super Bowl a group of years ago. Hmm. But he's going to Indianapolis, and he's going to be surrounded by a really good offensive line. And he's got two really good running backs led by the young guy, Jonathan Taylor from the University of Wisconsin. Got a bunch of wide receivers, and they are loaded on defense. Household names, high draft picks, street free agents that have all kind of come together. Matt Ryan's going to experience, I think, a really good season. In fact, I think he's going to go through what the ex charger star Phillip Rivers went through when Rivers left San Diego. And wound up or left l a and wound up going to Indianapolis for that one year, and Philip had a really great statistical season because he was surrounded by good people matt ryan 's going to be surrounded by by the same thing so i got I got Indianapolis to win. Because I think they got every component that Matt Ryan needs. He's gonna have he's got a really good offensive line led by Quentin Nelson. He's got heavy duty running backs, he's got wide receivers and catch the ball, make plays, he's got tight ends too. So I got I got Indianapolis to win uh, in the AFC South. The strange team to me is Tennessee. I just don't know what to make of the Titans right now. Last year they gave ground. Last year Derrick Henry got hurt coming off of a foot injury. Uh, just wasn't the same player when he came back. Now maybe an offseason of rehab will help him. Ryan Tannehill regressed. I I was really disappointed in Ryan Tannehill. I didn't think that that he had anywhere near the kind of statistical season he needed to have, and surely not comparable what he had the year before. When suddenly he just arrived as an established guy, but established guy maybe because he had the great running back Derrick Henry. So at this point, you got I think there really are question marks about Tannehill, and you know they they did draft Malik uh, Henry out of uh, Liberty University starting quarterback there. Now, he's a small college kid trying to play in the NFL. I should say Malik Willis. <laughs> Willis might be the heir apparent to Tannehill. If Tannehill gets hurt, Willis probably winds up playing uh, this season. I'm not sure he's really ready. but So I don't know if, if Tennessee's in a little bit of transition. had a lot of injuries in their offensive line. He got a lot of mileage on all those guys in the offensive line, too. And, John, as you know, you wake up one morning – and you're an old man, or you wake up one morning and all these guys have injuries. Yeah. Uh, so Tennessee got a taste of that last season, kind of, kind of fell off the pace. In Jacksonville, they got the Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. They got Doug Peterson, who's a real bright light as a head coach. Just don't think they have enough players. Uh, and Lawrence can't do it by himself, and he's going to have to do it by himself again because they just they have not survived the, the the mess a year ago this time with Urban Meyer. And now you got Peterson, who I think is a really intelligent offensive X's and O's guy, and I think in the big picture of things, he'll do a pretty good job with with Trevor Lawrence. But they just don't have enough players on that roster uh, in Jacksonville, and picking up the rear in Houston. What's bad about Houston? Summer weather, heat and humidity. What's bad about Houston? <laughs> Texans football. Right. Uh, franchise, a disaster. Uh, they've, they've got the young Stanford quarterback, Davis Mills, that they kind of threw on the field last year. And he competed. I think he threw 13 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions, had a high percentage completion rate, but not a lot of talent on that roster. So that that's a big issue there. And I, I just think the rebuild, and I got Lovey Smith as head coach, the rebuild is just going to take forever. I think, in Houston. So I got the Colts running away in the South, Tennessee, somewhere in that mix for second place, and then Jacksonville and Houston fighting to see who's going to have the higher draft pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I really am struggling to figure out what to make of this division. I mean, like like you said, Matt Ryan is kind of slotting into what Philip Rivers had a few years ago. Um, And yeah, maybe he's got the talent. Maybe that can work. I just think a little bit about, uh, it was about three years or so ago, we were in Nashville, downtown Nashville. Have you been there before, yes. Lee? And it's just a great place. And the stadium is right there across the river. I mean, if if the Tennessee Titans could have an electric season, I mean, that whole place is going to be a big party.
0: Well, they, so, they love football in the Volunteer State. You're yeah. correct. You know, A couple of years ago, when they were kind of the upper ech- echelon in the AFC, when Tannehill finally arrived... Mm-hmm. Tennessee was a tough place to play in, but I don't know if they have enough players. All right, let's go on and talk about what's going on in our backyard, where (laughs) we're going next in the AFC. Okay, well, yeah, the AFC West. I mean, let's
1: cue it up here. I mean, so many great teams. You know, we've got our our old ex-girlfriend from San Diego who's now moved up to L.A. This... Division has got so many classic teams, Lee, and you know, I grew up in the Bay Area in the '70s when the Raiders had Stabler and Bolitnikoff and Cliff Branch. I mean, that was a golden era. So I still would love to see the Raiders be competitive, but the competition's going to be fierce.
0: The one thing in the AFC West, nobody else has in any divisions. Everybody's got a gun for a quarterback. Yeah. And if you're in the NFL, John, it's a quarterback's league. If you're in the NFL, you better have a good quarterback. And if you do, lucky you. And if you don't, you're in a world of hurt. <laughs> Tell you what, I would not want to be a defensive coordinator in this division because these games in this division are going to be so hard. Let's start with Kansas City. This is going to be a dogfight of a division. They got Mahomes. They got Travis Kelsey. There is no Tyreek Hill, but they have come through kind of a fascinating preseason with all these new wide receivers that they have added. They got Marcus Scantling from Green Bay, who caught a bunch of passes that Aaron Rodgers threw while with the Packers. They went and got Juju Schuster-Smith, who caught a bunch of passes that Roethlisberger threw him uh, in Pittsburgh. They got their running backs back, so he got all that, and they got a young running back that they've... They drafted his name is Isaac uh, Pacheco. Come out of nowhere. I mean, he had a rock-solid big-time preseason. I'm talking running. I'm talking catching. I'm talking blitz-blocking. I'm talking breaking, uh, breaking free over the middle. He might wind up being their starting running back in Kansas City. He was so impressive. And then they got one more speed guy, kid out of western Michigan by the name of Sky Moore. And he had a really good series of preseason games. I'm not going to say he's making you forget Tyreek Hill, but it was like watching Tyreek Hill run streak patterns or make enormous yards after the catch. So Mahomes, even though I I, I said they wouldn't be the same team personality since Tyreek Hill is gone, it sure looks like that guy, Andy Reid, is going to make a difference because now he's got more players to replace the guys who left. And and Andy Reid is the intangible. I mean, you talk about Hall of Fame coach, one loss record, talk about creative genius, talk about mismatches. I got Kansas City well, Lee, winning.
1: How about that tweet that you posted of Andy Reid clones in the stadium right behind him? Isn't that great? They love
0: him. I mean, <laughs> it, it, there's all these people that show up in the end zone seats dressed like Andy Reid. <laughs> uh, so he's become a cult figure there at Arrowhead right Stadium. Right on. I got Kansas City winning, but it's not going to be easy because these guys, the Bolts, are pretty good. I think the Chargers are a complete team. They might be the most complete team since the Philip Rivers, Ladainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates era. Uh, probably a better team than the Bobby Ross Super Bowl team. Uh, this is this is Justin Herbert coming off the 5,000-yard season. It's Keenan Allen, who I think is the best route runner in the National Football League. It's, it's the big physical guy, Mike Williams. And they've got a flurry of young, wide receivers at the third spot who can all streak and run and catch passes and catch touchdowns. So I think offensively, they're significant, uh, dangerous anytime you have to play the Chargers offense. Uh, Austin Eckler is rock-solid quality, and then them just getting Sonny Michel, the ex-New England Patriots, kind of a pretty good insurance policy. The, the words that are unspoken uh, that NFL people will use is what they've done to the defense. They rebuilt it. They've gotten bigger and much more physical inside at both the tackle spots. You add Khalil Mack with Joey Bosa. They think they've got enough strength in numbers at linebacker. And in the secondary, you get J.C. Jackson. who has got 25 interceptions with the New England Patriots. And you got Derwin James. And you got established young guys who played a lot of football. Asante Samuel. Alois Gilman. Michael Davis. I think collectively their back end is really good. So I think they've changed the whole persona of the defense and you go get pressure on quarterbacks with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa That makes your secondary much more dangerous. So I think the Chargers are very much a complete team. I think the Chargers in Kansas City are going to be, quote, in a dogfight uh, for first place. In Denver, Russell Wilson comes in from Seattle, signs the mega contract. He will give them what they have not had in Denver since the Peyton Manning days. I'm talking about a guy that makes plays down the field, a guy that creates and extends plays because he can move the pocket, a guy that's a fierce student of the game and is a real emotional leader. He had a nice career in Seattle. I felt at the end he was betrayed by the Seahawks organization because they didn't do a good job uh, putting good people around him. As as the Legion of Doom team got old, they just didn't do well at the draft. They didn't very, do much in free agency either. So... I really got to believe that Russell Wilson's going to make Denver dynamic. They've they've had in the last group of years a lot of skilled guys they drafted, wideouts, tight ends, running backs. But they didn't have a quarterback that could make the plays to get them the ball. Guys are throwing bounce passes to these guys. Guys are overthrowing these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Russell Wilson pulling the trigger. And even though the Denver defense does not have Von Miller there, I, I do really firmly believe that Denver's got so many athletes on the defensive side, now complemented by what Russell Wilson does offensively, that – that that's a team that's going to be in a, a battle. It'll, I say third place, but third place maybe chasing, uh, maybe a game behind the guys above them. And it's weird for me to pick the Raiders last, but somebody's got to finish fourth. What Oakland hyphen Las Vegas has now become is they got a bright guy in Josh McDaniels as coach, and I think he's a better coach now than he would have been when, first time he failed in Denver. I, I think he's dynamic. He inherits Derek Carr, who I just think is a winner of a guy. Mm. He might not throw for 5,000 yards. He might not be six foot six and be able to take the punishment. He makes plays. And they went out and they got Devontae Adams from Green Bay. They got Darren Waller, the Pro Bowl young tight end. Got to keep him healthy. They got Hunter Renfro on the other side. So Josh McDaniels has got a lot of tools in the box to use offensively. His big problem, and this is why I got the Raiders finishing last, is their offensive line is tattered and battered. Uh, they may have three new starters because of failures and injuries, etc. And defensively, even though they went out and they got the pass rusher uh, from Arizona, Jones, to compliment Mad Max Max Crosby with the two defensive ends, they don't have enough defensively. And at the, at the end of the day, you look at the Raider roster, and all the draft picks that John Gruden made are gone. They've mm-hmm. cut them loose. Some got in trouble with the law. Other guys had injuries, but a whole plethora of them have washed out. They just released a number one draft pick from a year ago. Alex Leatherwood, supposed to be their anchor right tackle, Hmm. failed. Failed at right tackle, failed at guard, could not move him to center, gave up on him. He just signed with the Chicago Bears. So I, I think that McDaniels has got offensive firepower. I don't think he's got anything else on the roster. And it's weird because... The Oakland Raiders became the Las Vegas Raiders. And Mark Davis, when he took over after his father, Al, passed, brought in a general manager, Raleigh McKenzie. And they had a lot of bad contracts. And they shed themselves of all these veterans who couldn't play any longer and the bloated contracts that the old man had given them. And then McKenzie started a draft. Well, then McKenzie got blown out because Mark Davis decided to hire the shiny little object out there in, in John Gruden. And he gave Gruden carte blanche to make all these player personnel decisions. So Gruden got rid of all the McKenzie players. Gruden brought in all these players. This has failed miserably. Gruden got himself fired for all the junk off the field. And now you got another regime in there that came from New England and... Josh McDaniels and their new general manager, ex-Patriot guys, they come in and they swipe the slate clean of all the guys that Gruden brought in. So they sit there in constant rebuild. I feel sad for Derek Carr because as hard as he's tried, that's not much of a franchise right now. Now, luckily, he's got a a good coach and he's got skilled people around him, but he's going to be running for his life behind that offensive line. And on the other side of the ball, I don't know that, that the Raiders can stop anybody. So I've got Kansas City and the Chargers. 1A and 1B. I got Denver maybe a close third, and I got the Raiders following up the pack. And John Riley says?
1: This is shaping up to be probably one of the most interesting divisions in the NFL. Um, Because like you said, we've got some excellent teams, potentially three playoff teams coming out of this division. And the Raiders, even if they finish in fourth, the Raiders are always an interesting story. There's always something going on with that franchise, and their fan base is so loyal. But speaking of fan base, how... How are the Chargers doing in LA? Are they going to fill SoFi? Are they
0: starting to make a, an impact in that marketplace? I think that uh, Justin Herbert has become the flag carrier of the Lightning Bolt. I think he's a really popular guy. Of course, the other tenant in the building that owns the building also owns the Super Bowl ring and trophy mm-hmm. in the Los Angeles Rams. Chargers are making progress. Um, what I, I like the most about Herbert is he's smart, he is a leader, he's tough. He's six foot six. He is athletic. Hmm. Uh, different personality. One of the more laid back personas I've ever met in the National Football League at that position. But what a quality kid. And they've surrounded a lot here. Uh, are the Chargers going to overtake LA and, and own LA? No, I don't think so. As long as the Rams keep winning. I think it'll be a Rams-NFL town, but the Chargers are making, making some inroads. Hey, by the way, before we shift over now to the National Football Conference, I want to remind you that we do our podcast every Thursday here, uh, and we give you the opportunity uh, to watch us. We're live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, and we'll also do what we call Fans Forum. Uh, that comes back next week. All right, let's move on to the NFC. Where do you want to start?
1: Well, let's go to the NFC East. I mean that that's the a classic division. You know the teams there are always supposed to be competitive, right? And so the team that you think of first in that division are the Dallas Cowboys.
0: They seem to always have a
1: really good regular season record, but then flame out in the playoffs. I tell
0: you, Jimmy Johnson Super Bowl rings, Barry Switzer Super Bowl rings. A long time ago. I will say this about Jerry Jones. He is very patient with all of his coaches. He does not hit the eject button. I would think that Mike McCarthy is is on the clock. It might be on thin ice. It might be on borrowed time as a coach of the Cowboys. However, historically, Jerry has not hit the eject button to blow guys out. Um, you look at Dallas. Dak Prescott has just evolved into a superstar quarterback. They've got, uh, obviously two good running backs zeke elliott is still a heavy-duty guy now they've gone through a little bit of transition at wide receiver i mean amari cooper was traded was, was moved to the the cleveland browns and they've had injuries at wide receiver which is a bit of a challenge because i don't think they're going to start the season with one of their top young guys michael gallup but they got as good an offensive line and footballer as there is although they lost their left tackle tyron smith torn hamstring last week of the schedule. That's a big, big setback. Defensively, they're gifted. They got athletes at every position. I think Dallas is still the team to beat in the NFC East, but obviously they they can't afford any more injuries because they've had a lot of guys dinged in the last couple of years. But I think they have every ingredient to be very dominant. I got Philadelphia coming in a really close second. I think Jalen Hurts has arrived as the quarterback I think there was a huge question mark about the Eagles. Uh, I think Philadelphia's got enough to be in the race to chase down Dallas. Uh, Nick Sirianni is a is a pretty impressive young head coach as it relates to X's and O's and <clears throat> the creative stuff that young head coaches do. They added uh, A.J. Brown, big receiver, came in the trade from Tennessee. Uh, they've got an improved pass rush. They've got a really athletic secondary. And the guy from the draft— that takes up all the space in the middle. Jordan Davis from Deep South, from Alabama. That's a stud. And you put him next to Fletcher Cox, the other man mountain in the middle of their defensive line. I don't know that anybody's going to be able to run on these guys. And uh, will anybody be able to protect their quarterback in the pocket? Because these are ferocious defensive linemen. So I got Philadelphia finishing second. Uh, Washington, I think, is a lost cause as a franchise. I think it's a disgrace what's happened in Washington. The ownership of Daniel Snyder has just denigrated the franchise. There's all these issues about the toxic workplace culture, mm. all these issues about a bad roster uh, you know, now they don't they don't have their pass rusher. Chase Young is gone for an indefinite period of time, still rehabbing from a significant knee injury of last year. He's not ready to start the season. And they've asked Carson Wentz to be the quarterback. They went through a myriad of quarterbacks last season. Wentz is on a third team in three years. He's surely not the guy that captured everybody's fancy with the Philadelphia Eagles a group of years ago when they had him in the chase for the Super Bowl and Philadelphia hit the eject button, went to Indianapolis, had a Horrible Back into last season, Colts let the guy walk out the door. And so he wound up getting traded to Washington. Carson Wentz is going to be your starting quarterback through good and bad in Washington. And in New York with the Giants in the division... Uh, it's just a long road back. I mean, the rebuild, is, it's just going to take forever. And they they've fired Dave Gettleman as a general manager. They fired Joe Judge after one year as head coach. So they got new leadership that came in from Buffalo to run the franchise. Uh, they got a battered quarterback in Daniel Jones. They got Saquon Barkley, the running back, coming off knee surgery. Uh, they've overpaid for wide receivers. Kenny Galladay, it's not panned out. Uh, have kind of shifted everything in the offensive line. Had high draft picks. It didn't work so. They're they're just beginning what I think is going to be a real painful uh, chunk of time for the Giants to be competitive, much less be a playoff team. So I got Dallas one, Philadelphia maybe one a. I got Washington and the Giants fighting to stay at a last place in the division.
1: Yeah, gone are the days when this was the most loaded division in the NFL, um, and we would always see the champion of that division would often be a Super Bowl team. And the wild card there was a tough team as well. This is going to be kind of a, a drag of a division. I mean, compared to the AFC West and the NFC West and a lot of other divisions. But Dallas is always a soap opera. Jerry Jones, I mean, you know, they've got the the Jerry world there right down in uh, in Arlington. So, are they still America's team? I don't know, but there's going to be some interesting storylines with the Dallas They're Cowboys. They're a pretty good
0: football team, even if you don't like Cherry Jones, who historically has been a pretty good owner in terms of signing players, developing players, drafting players, not a big free agent guy. So I, I think football-wise, Dallas is there. Now let's go from that power division to one that I think is probably the weakest division in the NFL.
1: Yeah, so I guess we're talking now about the you know, the NFC North and what's going on there with you know, the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. It seems that I hear more about Aaron Rodgers and his his comments off the field, you know, whether he's on the Joe Rogan podcast or some of the other things that he's up to. But, yeah, this is a, a another crazy division with a lot of teams that have storied histories. But what are they going to do in 2022?
0: Well, what are you going to do? Because that guy's in Green Bay and that yeah. guy is, is headed towards the twilight of what has, is going to be a Hall of Fame career. And I'll say this about Aaron Rodgers. The guy's in grudge mode all the time, and I think that fuels him. You know, I don't think he's ever forgiven the world that he wasn't drafted high coming out of the University of California. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he ever forgave the world that he wasn't recruited by anybody. He had to go play junior college at Butte Junior College before he went to Cal. But you talk about stud. He's got it all And, you know, he's – I'm not going to say a flaky personality, but he's evolved as kind of a unique guy with opinions about anything and everything. Not that I want to hear them, but so be it. But he's got two heavy-duty running backs, and I think that's a huge thing. As kid Austin Dillon, to compliment the other running back, this is a really impressive power game. They've got – granted, Devontae Adams is gone, but they've got a host of young guys that they drafted – uh, they got a kid from North Dakota State, Christian Watson, who I think is going to be the next young star receiver in the National Football League. And the thing that's lost in the, all the equation, everybody talks about Matt LaFleur, X's and O's, relationship. Their record over the last three years is absolutely spectacular, 39 wins. I think mm-hmm. it's, yeah, And I think the other factor is nobody pays attention to what they're doing defensively they have drafted and drafted and drafted stud linemen and, and corners who can cover and run. And You go to Lambeau Field, you're going to get punched in the mouth. I mean, that, they play really physical football. It's tough enough going in there with a crowd. It's tough enough going in there when the weather is wintry and it It becomes winter November 1st in Green Bay, Uh, but their defense, is that's an unsung hero. The rest of the division is a mishmash. Uh, New new coach at Minnesota with the Vikings, Kevin O'Connell, the former Aztec quarterback who has climbed the chain and done very well as an assistant. He's worked under a lot of smart people. It's his job. He inherits Kirk Cousins, who's Highly paid and just has never won anything over the course of his career. Uh, He's got Dalvin Cook, a heavy-duty running back, although they're saying we're going to throw the football more than we're going to run the football. I don't think Dalvin Cook could be real happy about that. Had a lot of injuries at wide receiver. They've gone through a series of transitions in the offensive line. I think defensively they're pretty good. Uh, But I I just – they're in a division with Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think they have a prayer in the world of winning those two games against Green Bay, and I just wonder where they are in a new coach and a very much a new system with Kirk Cousins uh, as, as the quarterback. Detroit, it's like the New York Jets. It's just going to take time. They've been down for so long, uh, but I, I will say this. Their coaching staff and Dan Campbell is kind of cut from a different cloth. Holy cow. He's like a guy that used to sit at the end of the bar in Poway. And you talk football all the time. Well, that type of persona has now become the coach of the Detroit Lions. Everybody likes them. The players respond. They play really hard. Not a lot of talent on that roster. Uh, Jared Goff comes back as a second-year quarterback. He had a pretty competitive first year. They're running the football. They're doing a lot of things there. So I I got Detroit finishing third because it's just it takes time. And I don't understand anything that's going on in Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields, the quarterback, Uh, was hurt last year, played pretty well in spurts. But, you know, he runs around and he takes hits. And in this league, scrambling quarterbacks who want to run the football – get hurt and he got hurt last year so i think that's a huge question right now as to what have they got around justin fields and and they've really gutted the roster of a lot of draft picks and guys that have been put in place there to play so i think it's going to be a long winter in chicago and that winter is going to start with the first game of the season i just i don't think the bears even though i have a new coaching staff and a new philosophy of where they're going to go get talent I don't think the Bears gonna win very many games. So I got Green Bay running away with the rest of the division chasing them.
1: Yeah, I mean that's obviously how it's gonna shake out, but I bet the Packers have gotta be still feeling kind of burned. That they lost that playoff game last year. Was it was the 49ers, right? Mm-hmm. That beat him in Lambeau. So um, you know, they got something to prove and you know, what is Aaron Rodgers? I was looking him up, he's this is his seventeenth year. So how much gas does he have left in the tank? So he listen. hasn't
0: had any injuries to speak of. And and he moves the pocket, he's so nifty to get out of trouble and then make plays he's really accurate, even when he has to move the pocket. I mean, we're talking Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he hasn't won four Super Bowls. We're talking Hall of Fame career with the accomplishment. Okay, let's go on. Next stop in the NFC tour.
1: Yeah, we're going to the NFC South. And when you go there, you've got to, th- you've got to talk about Tom Brady. I mean, a, a winner. A, 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 you know, I used to think back in the day that, you know, I was a Niners fan, and Montana was my guy. And for the longest time, Brady was the guy that he was good, but I always said, oh, Montana was better. I can't, I can't say that anymore. Brady is the GOAT. And he's going through some personal struggles right now, but hopefully he'll be back on the field to get the season
0: started. The ring is the thing, and he's got six of them. And I'm uh-huh. not going to argue about their statistics. And the reality is that that great run they had in New England They've not been able to reduplicate in Foxborough since Tom Brady exited. Mm. So even though Belichick might be brilliant and might be bombastic, the reality is that quarterback is a massive difference maker. And look what he's done in Tampa Bay in a short period of time. Now, there's lots of new things. He does have his wide receiver group back. He does not have Gronkowski back. But Chris Godwin, who developed into a real star, is back they 've got three wide receivers they got a couple of heavy duty running backs led by leonard fournette defensively it 's a pretty good football team, and now they got a different leader and this this bear is watching. I, I like Todd Bowles. I think Todd Bowles did a good job in a bad situation with the New York Jets. Now has resurrected his career. He was handpicked by Bruce Arians to be the replacement when Arians said, No mas, I'm leaving the NFL uh, to go into administration. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to run and be successful a Todd Bowles offense because it's not Bruce Arians offense, but it is to a degree. It's it's Tom Brady's offense, so I think they're going to run away with it. Uh, the other teams in the division, you got New Orleans and you got Carolina with quarterback situations. There is no Sean Payton in New Orleans. That bears watching because the guy they hired to replace Sean Payton, Dennis Allen, has not had a history of success as a head coach. I was really surprised. They stayed in-house and they elevated him to head coach because he was a coach of the Raiders, and they were bleeping miserable. Hmm. So I was a little bit surprised with that hire, but they, they do have Michael Thomas, finally healthy. They got Alvin Kamara, finally healthy. They've got good support guys at wide receiver, second, third, and fourth guys, rock-solid offensive line, pretty good defense. That's the one thing that Dennis Allen excels at is, is X's and O's and ABC's that play in defense the right way. Uh, Jameis Winston is the quarterback. Now, I will say this under Sean Payton. He put his thumb down on Jameis Winston. Winston was the next Tampa Bay guy, and you knew a couple things about Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. He would throw for a pile of yards. He would throw touchdowns, and he would turn that sucker over a lot. Fumbles and sacks and picks. His turnover ratio is just staggering. Now, he did well under Sean Payton because Payton put him under his thumb. We're going to run it, and you're going to read it, and this is how you're going to make the play, and you're not going to do what you used to do. And he didn't, and then he got hurt. at a bad knee injury last season. So it is Jameis Winston's team. Carolina's got Baker Mayfield at quarterback, and he's on a mission. He needs to prove something after what happened in Cleveland or the way he was treated in Cleveland or the way he was perceived in Cleveland. I think Baker Mayfield is going to be the difference maker for them. He'll help them win a pile of games. Now, that being said, please tell me in society if you can name any other players aside from Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, and DJ Moore on the Carolina roster, because I bet you can't. Right. I don't think they have a lot of names. I don't think they have a lot of stars, and I think that... That becomes the problem as we go through the course of the season, but it'll be fascinating because this is a contract drive year for Baker Mayfield, so that that really bears watching. And you know, then then we you know look at the, the rest of the division. Uh, you got Atlanta, life after Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota will start as quarterback in the Falcons. They're trying to rebuild the thing. They do have skilled people at wide receiver. Kyle Pitts is a great. Great football player, kind of a combo hybrid tight end wide receiver. Just don't think that Atlanta's got enough. They've had a lot of injury problems on in defense. In fact, they're opening the season without their star linebacker, Deion Jones, who has not fully recovered from last year's knee injury, and he started the season on IR. It'll be intriguing to watch how long they can stay with Mariota. His history, and Marcus, Marcus is a good guy. Played at Oregon, went to Tennessee, was supposed to be the future in Tennessee, just couldn't stay on the field, kept getting hurt. Can make plays, can run around, but he gets hurt. It'll be interesting to see if the first rookie quarterback to come off the bench this year is going to be Desmond Ritter. Mm -hmm. He's the kid from the University of Cincinnati, John. We've talked about him before. He had a real good preseason. He played a lot of games, took a lot of snaps in preseason, didn't panic, didn't turn it over. He's just, he's got an easygoing persona, and. He did the same thing at University of Cincinnati. Did step outside that conference and they play big time teams. He didn't fall apart. So that's the one that bears watching. It Ritter might wind up being the starting quarterback before we go too deep into the season, if Mariota struggles or if it's typical Mariota he gets hurt but uh, it's Tom Terrific in Tampa and everybody else is chasing uh, the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely, you know, Tom Brady's world, it's Tom Brady's division. But it's interesting that you bring up some of those names, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston I mean they played in the Rose Bowl against each other like what was it seven or eight years ago for uh, NCAA was it a semifinal for the BCS so it's kind of nice to see those names appearing in the division they're still playing ball but um, yeah it's Tom Brady's world no doubt about it
0: on we go to the last division and this might be the second best division I think in the NFL John
1: yeah, I mean, we're talking about the the NFC um, the, the NFC West. I mean, the the, the Niners, the Rams, um, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. I mean, what a great lineup of, of teams! All of them are good. All of them have some some fo- something to say this season. And you've got the Super Bowl champions
0: right there in L.A. Rams have been in the Super Bowl twice in what four or five years. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay's done a phenomenal job because that roster has been in transition, and they changed out quarterbacks. They are the champion. And until you beat the champion, I don't know that any, anybody else can be viewed as a team to finish in first place in the NFC West. Matthew Stafford is a huge difference maker. Now, that, I'll put an asterisk next to that statement, though. You know, Matthew Stafford had elbow problems last year, and they did a plasma platelet injection after they won the Super Bowl, and he did not throw the ball at all during rookie camps, the OTAs, and was kind of limited. They spotted how much he practiced in preseason. Well, now... Here we are the start of the regular season, and you put that game plan in, and you really need to have your quarterback practicing Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because you have to throw a lot of passes Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to get ready to play on Sunday. So that bears watching as to how he holds up. Uh, But they've obviously got a lot of firepower. They've gone through a little bit of a changing of the guard at wide receiver. Uh, They brought in Allen Robinson. They traded away Robert Woods, who was coming off a knee injury. Obviously, they got Cooper Cup. Obviously, they got really good tight ends. They've not been a heavy-duty run team. Maybe they're going to grow into that a little bit more. I do think Stafford needs to have better run support. They don't have their left tackle. Andrew Whitworth has retired at age 41. That might be a Hall of Fame career that has just left left the building. Uh, defensively, they got Aaron Donald, and he's a load. And defensively, they got all types of components that work that, that run Sean McVay's defense. Until you beat the champion, they are still the champion. I got the Rams winning the division. I don't know what to make of San Francisco. They've had a rugged camp, a lot of injuries, a lot of nagging stuff. Uh, Trey Lance is, is the quarterback. How long Trey Lance stays the quarterback, burning question. He didn't have a dominant preseason. You know, one game he went, I think, 6-for-11 and made some plays down the field. The next game he went 5-for-11, was overthrowing guys, throwing bounce passes. And that's in an exhibition game. These are real bullets that are flying this weekend, John, mm-hmm. by the start of the season. So I think that's a huge question about him. The other thing was the strange way they got to the finish line with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's still a 49er. And I don't know anybody in the NFL that I deal with uh, would have thought that he'd still be there come opening day. But they solved the contract issue. And, And just the deep background, he had shoulder surgery. They tried to trade him. Nobody wanted to trade him, A, because his contract was worth $25 million in the final year, B, they didn't know how he was going to respond to the rehab and the shoulder surgery, and C, he didn't practice. And as they went through the summer, agent asked for permission, can I make a deal with another club to move my client? And San Francisco said yes. He said, you figure out the $25 million contract, and if he, wanted, if, if he wants to go to Seattle or we can do a deal with Houston, those ones that were, I think, really out front, we'll make the transaction work for him and for us. So we'll get him off the books, give him a breath of fresh air, and new starting point. Agent shopped them for two weeks, could not find anybody. Mm. Uh, I think there was conversation about taking a pay cut. There might have been a little pushback from taking a, a $25 million pay cut. So the question was now we get to August 30th. Are you going to keep him and have him count 25 mil on the books? Are you going to release him and get nothing for him? And out of the blue sky, at the end of uh, the uh, roster cutdown day last Friday, they decided to restructure the contract. Garoppolo stays. Now, he took a huge pay cut, Sean. It went from 25 million down to six. Whoa. But they also put nine million in incentives if he gets to play, he has a chance to earn a significant amount of money. In addition, the intangible things with Garoppolo, no trade clause, so they can't ship him anywhere, and they can't franchise tag him, which means whenever he plays this year, he's playing for his contract next season in another city. Mm-hmm. So I guess it turns out to be win-win. Uh, item one, the San Francisco really know what they have in Trey Lance? Item two, as you get Garoppolo healthy, and he is practicing and he's making all the throws if you have to play him, does he keep you competitive? Uh they've 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 got tough guy running backs, they've got offensive line. I think their defense is good, although they've had they've had a bunch of injury problems in San Francisco. I think they're a second place team, but of all the marquee guys that we're gonna watch this year, they say, is he ready? Can he play? Trey Lance probably goes to the <laughs> goes to the top of the line. Mm-hmm because the quarterback position is so doggone critical. So I got the Rams, and I got San Francisco. Arizona's really a mystery to me. Uh, they do have DeAndre Hopkins, so he starts with a six-game PED suspension at wide receiver. Uh, they got Kyler Murray, who's completely healthy, and now he's in his third year of uh, the the new playbook of that coaching staff. Uh, they've got running backs. Uh, I, I think they've got really good linemen defensively led by J.J. Watt, although he's, he's compiled an awful lot of injuries along the way. I think the thing that worries me the most about Arizona is Kyler Murray makes a lot of plays, pounds up a lot of yards, runs around there, and then gets dinged. And now in his third year, he has to have more of a pocket presence and not be a scrambler to run the football. Maybe move the pocket to extend plays and make plays down the field, but they have to find a way to stop him from running the football because he gets busted up. And the other thing is that coaching staff, you go back and if you look at their end-of-season records in Arizona and prior to that, when they were in at Baylor, their end of season records are horrid. It's mm-hmm. like they run out of gas, people mm-hmm. figure them out. so I, I, I think that's a huge, huge question going forward about the credibility of the coaching staff. Uh, so I got I got Arizona finishing a strong third, and Seattle, the only word I can use about Pete Carroll right now is patience. He's going to need a lot of patience. Is he going to survive this? because uh, I mean he is pushy, he excels, but they're going to lose. Life after Russell Wilson is going to be hard. And life with Geno Smith and Drew Locke, at quarterback, that's a great unloan. Yeah. And life with Rashad Penny, as great as the ex-Aztec was in college, he can't stay healthy and on the field. And they lost their other running back, Chris Carson, retired because of a neck injury. They got Lockett, and they obviously got the big wide receiver that they like a great deal. And they got tight ends to throw to. But do they have a quarterback that can get them there? And they have nobody left now with K.J. Wright gone and with Bobby Wagner gone to the Rams. They have nobody left from the Legion of Doom defense. And I think organizationally they have left let down Russell Wilson because I don't think they've drafted well. And for some reason they haven't signed very many free agents. So as great as Pete Carroll has been, I think we're looking at about a real massive rebuild there. And he's going to need patience because I think it's going to take time. And I don't know if he's got the right quarterback on the field and on that roster with the first weekend of the season upon us. So that's how I view the NFC West. Do you want to argue with me? <laughs> well,
1: I, I i mean, Rashad Penny, he when he was healthy last season, he was terrific. I mean, he was one of the leading rushers in the weeks that he played.
0: 5.8 yards per carry when he came off the injured reserve list. It was about a five-game span where he was really prolific. But... He's hurt again. I don't think he's going to play opening day. He's got a hamstring injury on top of all the other things. He's had a lot of bad luck that has trailed him. Broken thumb, uh, bruised knee. Uh, they need him to be the heavy-duty guy, but he hasn't been able to stay on the field.
1: Well, I mean, this season I'll be rooting for Trey Lance and the Niners. But I I, 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 I agree with you. I think they're a second-place team. It's, you can't you got to knock off the Rams to prove that you're legit.
0: Now, if something were ever to happen with this elbow issue with that guy, Matt Stafford, Mm -hmm. then that would change the whole face of the NFC West. If Stafford's not the guy, then the Rams are not the Rams. I don't care how great Aaron Donald in the defense is, but they'll manage it. They'll baby him. He's a real tough guy as a starting quarterback. All right, so that being said, now that we've gone division by division, Let's talk about the opening games of the season that start tonight. We got the Rams and we got Buffalo at SoFi Stadium. Thursday night, lid lifter doesn't get any better than that. Josh Allen versus Matthew Stafford, the Rams versus the upstart Buffalo Bills. Who do you think is going to win?
1: Well, I mean, the Rams are at home at SoFi. It's hard to go. Uh,
0: against the Rams. But I'll be rooting for Josh Allen and the Bills. I think Buffalo could pull off an upset here. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Interesting game. Do you love me? You didn't love me. You got rid of me. We're talking Carolina, Cleveland. Baker Mayfield facing the dog pound, facing the Browns, facing all the angst from people who wear orange, how he was treated, et cetera. He's giving me a grudge mode. If Deshaun Watson were starting for Cleveland, I think it'd be a walkover. Mm-hmm. But He's not. Uh, I don't know. Is, is there an upset in the making? Can Baker hang in there against Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney and that great secondary that, that Cleveland's got led by Denzel Ward?
1: Well, I think you, you said it. I mean, there, there aren't a lot of names on that team that you have confidence. I mean, what does Baker Mayfield have around him? But I'll be rooting for Baker. I mean, going back to the dog pound and yeah, let's let's see if he can prove it.
0: I think the Browns, Browns too much defense for Baker Mayfield. Another reunion game. That is Russell Wilson wearing orange. That's Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos, playing in Seattle against the Seahawks. Now, he didn't leave on bad terms. I think he's beloved there. Um, Russell Wilson might be a Hall of Famer. He'd probably go in as a Seahawk. Uh, but he's taken the Broncos into Seattle. How electric is that going to be? Because the 12th man... Loves their team in the, in the Pacific Northwest, and even though he used to be one of them, he's not one of them now.
1: No, he's not. But he'll still get a big round of applause. They still love him there. But yeah, you know, I, th- I think you got to go with Denver in that game.
0: Okay, we march on Kansas City, Arizona. You know, this one's been lost on the schedule. People haven't been paying attention to this one, but this is a huge game for Andy Reid and a huge game for Mahomes because of the division they're in, and you got Arizona out there trying to prove something. Uh, So I I think this is going to be a really tough game. I got to go with Patrick Mahomes because I'm just a believer in Andy Reid and everything, but this is not going to be easy.
1: No, it's not. I mean, this is going to be a great game. My son, by the way, is a huge Cardinals fan. You know, that was the team that he adopted when the Chargers skipped town. So we've been following a lot of Arizona. So that's where my heart's going to be on this game.
0: Tampa Bay-Dallas, this is pretty cool. you got Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. you got Dak Prescott. What a way to open the season. Somebody's gonna go home Sunday night with a black eye and a loss. <laughs> I'm not sure who it's gonna be. I, I think Dallas is 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 really, really tough defensively. And I think Dallas is so physical on offense. I'm picking the Cowboys. Oh yeah, you gotta go with Dallas. But you know, is Tom Brady
1: gonna be of sound mind? I mean he's got a lot of personal challenges right now. Hopefully he's ready to play.
0: Raiders, Chargers A lot of history here, although I don't think history means anything these days. I mean, every Charger fan that I cross path with hates the Raiders, and every time they, (laughs) they, you know, they bring up the history of Holy Roller and Al Davis and Ken Stabler. Well, that was a thousand and a (laughs) half years ago. Yeah, Uh, you know, I I deal with the reality of where we are right now. Um, Could could the Raiders come in and beat the Bolts? Yeah, they could if strange things happen. I just don't think that Josh McDaniels has got enough people on that side of the ball defensively to handle everything that the, that quarterback, Justin Herbert's going to bring at the line of scrimmage. I think the Chargers beat him. I think they beat their brains out. I, it'll be crazy, though, because you asked a question right at the beginning of the podcast in the battle for L.A., where the Chargers are in terms of fan support. Mm-hmm. What happens if the stadium is colored silver and black? I mean... That would be an embarrassment considering how everybody around the nation thinks the Chargers are really the team to beat. But what what if Charger fan has sold his ticket to the guy wearing silver and black and all that paint? Boy, that'll be a, a bad, bad look, a bad optic. But uh, I got the Chargers winning the game. Won't be easy, but I just think they got way too much firepower.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a walk in the park, I think, for, for, uh, for Justin Herbert. And to your point, you're right. I mean, there are a lot of really loyal Raider fans in northern California. California, Southern California, and they come out rain or shine.
0: Shall be fun. First weekend of the NFL season is uh, upcoming, beginning tonight. Hope you follow us uh, all year long on our podcast. We're here every Thursday talking sports. We thought it'd be fun to circle in on the NFL division by division race. And a program reminder. Uh, hope you'll check my website, leehacksawhamilton.com. It's all written, best 15 minutes in radio, Hacksaw's headline, my one man's opinion column, and, of course, the link to our Thursday weekly podcast. And you can follow us and watch us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. John, have yourself a great opening weekend of the schedule. We'll chat with you next week. Right on, Lee. Looking forward to it. My pleasure. Thank you. Join us again for Hacksaw's Headlines on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And find the audio version on your favorite podcast app. Touchdown, San Diego! For more content, go to leehacksawhamilton.com.